You said at one point you were homeless. Yes. Right? What was that like? Um, How long were you homeless? Well, I can tell you as uh, hard as I think I am, I was not cut out for that life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I got to a point in my life where I was, um, you know, I was put under uh, authority um, to follow rules like in a program. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I refused to submit. Stubborn. Stubborn. I like so, it, like, We're the same heart. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, I wasn't allowed to have a phone in this program um, or a way to communicate. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I had one. So you know what I mean? All the time. What you're saying is people can actually function in this world without a cell phone? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Revelation, guys. Yeah. Revelation to anybody out there. Yeah. So I had this little uh, iPad that I could text on and mm-hmm. get on social media and... Um, I kept getting caught with it. So every time I got caught, I'd get 30 days in the street, 60 days in the street, Dang. 90 days in the street. Um, so I, I would say on and off, probably six to nine months in and out off the street. So, yeah. um, you know, I slept uh, over on South Side off Commerce Avenue a lot, which was right near the, the program. So mm-hmm. even though I couldn't be in the building on the property, they would allow me to come eat, you know, so... Um, and believe it or not, you know, you know, you see a lot of stuff on, you know, social media, but um, there are so many places in the city of Richmond serving hot meals, you'll never go yeah. without one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that was taken care of. Um, and I just kind of stayed to myself. There's a couple other guys that I hang around with, but, you know, like, it was hard. Like, it, when you're outside, um, it's hard to get clean. It, it, it's Once you get cold, it's hard to get warmed up. Yeah, you, you know, you, in summertime it gets so hot. It's it's just, you know, yeah, you know, it's hard. So, um, you know, but it didn't take me very long of living that type of lifestyle to realize that that's um, not what God had for me. That that was not God's plan for my life. And so when I was in Maryland, we did this thing called Winter Relief every year. Yeah, where we were part of like a group of churches that would bring in like you know you had to apply, the the people who were homeless had to apply, but it would right. be like about thirty or forty of them right. the entire winter from like October through like March. Sure, you know it's so like a pretty long time. Right, mm-hmm. and you your church would take a week and you would house them, you would feed them, and then during the day they would go out. Yes, do like, whatever they like got a to night do. shelter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that way during the cold time they had somewhere to stay. Yep. they had a hot meal. They could shower. Yep. You know, get clean. Yeah, the churches yeah. would donate them. You know, toiletries and clothes and you know backpack, Take care of them. whatever. Take yeah. Care of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Help them out, right? Yep. I can't tell you how many of them I would sit down and talk to. Yeah. You know, and they would just be like. Oh man, I'm like I'm good with this. Yeah. Like they figured out how to survive being yeah. homeless. And I think yeah. I think that's um that's key. I think the success that we see downtown are people um that haven't conditioned themselves to be homeless yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they are like in the the throes of you know having a, a normal life and it's starting to transition into this homelessness that they're uncomfortable, it hurts. And if if you can reach those people in, in that yeah. period of time, you know they're more apt to, you know, um, listen to you because yeah. like pain and uncomfortability mm. is a catalyst for change. That's it. And and you know yeah. that's one of the things when we deal with like like parents with the fix, it's that you know they want to fix their kids. They want to, um, you know, they want to keep them from being in pain when 
when really that that could help them change. That's the catalyst. Once you have had enough pain, you've had enough, um, you just being uncomfortable in your situation, then you'll want to change. That has to outweigh it. The uncomfortability right. of change has right. to outweigh the uncomfortability or the comfortability of your misery. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, and the thing is, that goes true even for people who are Christians. And yes. I mean, you get beyond yes. like being homeless, right. you know, yeah. addicted to drugs or, right. you know, like, oh, all these bad sins, yeah. you know, like right. as if any other sins are not bad. But, right. you know, you, you get to the point where let's say you got a guy who uh, grew up in the church, yeah. right? He, mm-hmm. Like the worst thing he's ever done is maybe like say a curse word in his life, right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, and so then he goes off to Bible college, he gets into ministry and then like, you know, He's just cruising, man. Like, you know, seven, eight, ten years into ministry, he's kind of been at the same church. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, how uncomfortable would it be to take, you know, my family, the ministry I'm used to, the church I'm used to, and then move to go do something else that God might be calling me to do? That's Jonah. Yeah, right. So I mean, but, yeah, but 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 a lot of people don't do that, right? Because they don't want to be uncomfortable. That's it. Uh-huh. That's it. I, I believe that that it, ministry is uncomfortable. God doesn't call us to comfort. No, right. He no. doesn't, right. and that's probably that's the Ameri- biggest. That's American Christianity. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to have this comfortable plush life and serve Jesus too, yeah. and that's nowhere in the scriptures that I can find. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I think the church is in for a rude awakening here. Yeah, the way America's headed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that. But here's the thing. I think there's a silver lining. You know, and, and one one of the things that you know anybody who's been a Christian for any amount of time or has taken Christianity seriously for the time they have been a Christian will understand the church has been through worse uh, societies. Yes, have lived Absolutely. under worse times. Nero. Yes, I mean a lot worse. A lot worse than yeah. what we're dealing. With. I mean, you, you got this guy who's literally. <laughs> Putting what? Christians on the stake, yeah, and then lighting them on fire yeah, for his, for his candles, right. yeah, yeah, right, you're right, yeah. And then you know, I, I even think about like, uh, what about like Ezekiel and those guys off in captivity, man. You know, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah, yeah. It's like, and and you think that Christianity isn't going to be able to make it through whatever right. America is going to do? You can't right. stop God's church. No, I mean it's the gates of hell will not prevail against yeah. it. Nazi Germany, yeah. right. Right. That's it. No, I mean, I get it. A lot of Christians lost their lives. Yeah. yeah. You know, Christians were thrown in jail. Yeah. Christian, you know, I get that. But I think through persecution, it strengthens the church. Yeah. It can. You know, I, I really do. I think that um, American churches, and I, I don't mean to go into all that, but no. like, <laughs> I, it, it's getting good now. No, like, yeah. it, it, it's like this this consumerism, and, mm-hmm. and it's like this show, and they're, they're there for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe if any type of persecution, comes to the church in America, you're going to see their... You separate the sheep from the goats. Yes. There will yeah. be a sifting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the downside to persecution, like when you talk about persecution, let's distinguish yeah. here, right? Like we have, I think right now you could say there's, quote, persecution. Yeah. I mean, you have some political persecution yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some, even some economic, you know, right. I mean, you just take a, you like the, the court cases with the guys who are Christian bakers and, you know, they right. have to take, their businesses are getting shut down. They have to yeah. go to the Supreme Court to try to fight these battles, yeah. you know, or even like what's happening with John MacArthur out yeah. in California right yeah. now. Yeah. That's persecution. Right. They Absolutely. are, they are specifically targeting his church, church. Yep. you know, and so you have that. Yep. We don't have Christians being dragged out in the street right. and Flaw killed and for being a Christian. Christian. Per right, se. yeah. Per se, yeah. yet, yeah. It might come. It might not come. Right. But I think the downside of that is what happens when a guy like a John MacArthur, yeah, gets executed in the night. Mm. Yeah. You see what I mean? Because now that church 
can lose that influence and that life yes. of ministry, that wisdom, that yeah. teacher, that all that, you know, all that stuff, all those years that he spent building those relationships. And now you, somebody else got to fill that role. Yeah. So while in one sense, it so can't. he's going to fill the role. Yeah. Right. And I mean, we know God's you always know there. Jeff Durbin. You heard of that guy? Mm-mm. Apology at church. You need to check him out. Jeff Durham? Durbin. Durbin. D-U-R-B-I-N? Yeah. yeah he's or good. E-N. One of those. He's yeah, from Arizona. Arizona. Arizona? Arizona. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he does a lot of outreach, a lot of uh, street ministry out of his church with like abortion clinics, mm. and, you know. So he's he's getting a lot of heat too. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I, I, you're going to just, I think that part you're going to see more of. Yeah. You know, and it's going to get to a point where Christians are going to have to realize that while we can use as much tact as we possibly can muster, yeah. at some point or another, we're going to have to take a stand for certain issues right. and the world's going to hate you for it. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, but that's part of that being uncomfortable. That's it. Well, I mean, they hated Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, why do we think it's... We, I think that we find it, and it's over and over in Scripture, we get so confused at why we get persecuted. And, and like, we're seeing very little. Like, the most probably we've ever seen in our lifetime, but still, it's very little in comparison to what you read in Acts. Oh, yeah. It's very little persecution than, than what we read about. But... Jesus said it would happen. Mm-hmm. He said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Yeah. Right. I think it's, it's um, you know, the persecution, like we're speaking about persecution and being uncomfortable. Um, you know, for, for me, um, I find it easy to uh, be uncomfortable, like financially. Yeah. Stepping out by faith. I think um, we're comfortable being uncomfortable. But like when we <laughs> start to stand on the truth of God's word, um, and, and speak out on certain issues, and we we start to face opposition that way, like people not liking us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kind of uncomfortability too. A lot of people will not step out. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I struggle with that. I think everybody struggles with people pleasing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know we were created to be creatures of community, right? right. It's the church, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's it's difficult. You know, and, and the people who, like, I remember when I was younger, you know, in the arrogance of it all, you're like, oh, I don't care if people don't like me. Right, hey, right but and, you do. Yeah. yeah. In, in a sense, you do. Yeah. Right? But in another sense, to act like you don't, right. you're a little Me's bit more okay. bold, you're a little bit more tactless, you're a little bit more yeah. uh, offensive right. when you don't need to be. Yep. Right? You're trying to prove something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're trying to prove something? Exactly. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's it's difficult because you want people to like you because right. you go oh well if if these people don't like me they're not going to listen to me about the gospel yeah but that's not always the case right. that's up to God yeah sometimes it's the people who don't like you who see that just that constant character you have yes. of being down the line you're you know you're not going to treat them with disrespect you're not going to be hateful back to them you're right. not going to spew hate to hate you're not going to take vengeance you know you receive the the hate and then all of a sudden out of that group of people you'll get. A few, yeah, who'd be like, "All right, something's going on here," right? You know, yep. It's like it piques their interest, yeah. yeah. 